Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Because of the nature of these studies, and my desire to keep them somewhat brief, we often spend several days studying through a passage. Sometimes, this may seem slow and repetitive, but the benefit of such a pace is that we slowly bathe in very important truths. We have been examining Jesus and His work in our redemption, and we can see from Colossians chapter 1 that there is much to say and learn about this critical doctrine. Today on Drawing Near, we see one of the goals of our reconciliation and how our relationship with Jesus is authenticated. So please take your Bible and turn to Colossians chapter 1 and join me for a holy presentation. Before we begin our study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your mercy and your grace, for your great love toward us. And I ask, Father, that in your mercy and grace, that you would help us to appreciate and understand and bathe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand that trusting in Jesus involves more than just belief of the mind. It involves trusting ourselves to him, which requires faithful obedience. Obedience does not save us, but obedience is the product of our faith in Jesus Christ. It's the outcome. The fact that we have been changed and the evidence of that change authenticates our faith in Jesus Christ. Help us to understand that. Help us to understand the distinction between working our way to Jesus and works that are a result of coming to Jesus. Give us that kind of discernment. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 begins to share with us our former condition before God, our former relationship. It tells us, And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you. Paul is talking to the Colossian saints, believers, followers of the Lord Jesus, and he says that they, like all believers, were at one time alienated or separated from God. There was a gulf between us, and we were hostile in mind. It may be that while we were in our sin and lost, that we didn't think evil thoughts against God. We did not think that we were hostile toward God in our minds. But by our very behavior, by the way that we lived, we were hostile in mind. We weren't trusting in Him. We weren't seeking to love and follow Him. Obedience was not something that we were doing. We were living for ourselves, serving ourselves, pursuing worldly and selfish ambition. All of that is viewed as hostility and alienation before God. We were engaged in evil deeds. That's our condition, alienated, hostile in mind, engaging in evil deeds. That defines a lost person. Now, before I go one step further, as we prepare for what's coming in verse 23, 
Once we trust in Christ, we can no longer live alienated, hostile, engaging in evil deeds. Something has happened to change all of that because we are told in verse 21 that these were things we formerly did. This was our former condition. So it is not our current condition. In verse 22, we're told, Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him, before God, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Do you see the difference here? Where we were formerly alienated and hostile of mind, engaged in evil deeds, now it is Christ's desire to present us to God, holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. There is a difference here. There has been a transition. There has been a transformation. Where we were once alienated, hostile in mind, engaging in evil deeds, now the believer is to be holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. What happens in between to make that happen? Well, verse 21 has already told us. Reconciliation. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death. He has justified us before God, and our faith in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, the work of his death, burial, and resurrection, has transformed our mind, our behavior, our relationship. We need to understand this. What Jesus did on the cross provided everything necessary for this transformation in relationship and behavior. We do nothing to bring this transformation about. What we do is trust in Jesus Christ by faith, having received the gospel message and calling out on Jesus and being forgiven of our sins, then we are transformed. And that transformation is not just a relationship transformation. It doesn't just change us from being hostile and enemies of God into forgiven children of God, but rather it changes our heart. It transforms us so that we might live by faith, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. This is further confirmed in verse 23, where Paul writes that the ability to present us before God holy, blameless, and beyond reproach exists if indeed you continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast, not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. It's not enough to recite the sinner's prayer. It's not enough to hold up your hand in a service and say, I believe. The reality of our salvation, the confirmation of our salvation is, do we continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast? Do we live out our faith before Christ? That's the evidence. That's the proof. Do we remain unmoved, away from the hope of the gospel that we've heard? Once we profess faith in Christ, do we remain there? Now, the question has to be asked, Reggie, are you saying that we can possibly lose our salvation? The answer is no, firmly and loudly no. But the reality of our reconciliation, our forgiveness of sin, is seen in whether or not we authentically, genuinely live for Christ. If you remain in your sin or if you return to your sin, then you were not genuinely saved in the first place. 
My pastor used to say a a little phrase that has stuck with me over the years. Faith that fizzles before the finish is faulty from the first. Genuine faith, trust in Christ, receives forgiveness of sin and carries us in a growing, mature way to obedience in Christ and to eternal salvation. Faulty faith is revealed over time. We see this in Jesus' parable of the soils, or parable of the seed. If the conditions of this world, if the circumstances of life, if our appetite for worldly things can draw us away from Christ, then we were never Christ really to begin with. So we don't lose our salvation if we return to evil and sin. We reveal that we were never truly saved in the beginning. Now, for some people, that's splitting hairs. But that's a very important hair to split. It is the difference between working our way to heaven, salvation by works, which Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10 say can't happen, and recognizing works is the life or the activity of our faith. We don't work to be saved. We do works. We obey Christ. We follow him because we have been regenerated, transformed, and saved. He changed our hearts first, and then we obey him. We follow him. That's critical. This is the one and only gospel message proclaimed in all creation under heaven. It is the gospel which we need to embrace, and as a result of embracing it, one day Jesus Christ is going to present us before the Father as evidence, as trophies of his work on the cross. That should encourage us to live much more faithfully for Jesus out of love and gratitude. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the emphasis placed on holiness and righteousness blamelessness, and being beyond reproach. These are not just calls or qualifications for pastors and deacons. All of us are called to do this. That is clear here. Father, give us wisdom and discernment on these doctrines. Help us to take the time necessary to understand them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.